Macworld Podcast number 61, Special Edition, December 14th, 2006. Sponsored by MYOB Small Business Management Software. MYOB helps you to mind your own business smarter. Welcome again to the Macworld Podcast, everyone. I'm guest host Philip Michael, sitting in for Chris Breen. And if you're a regular subscriber to the podcast, you might be wondering to yourself, hey, didn't I just download episode number 60 24 hours ago? What what could be so important that they have to put out a, a whole new podcast? Well, how about a beta version of Photoshop CS3, the Intel native version of Photoshop? Yep, that will be released on Friday, December 15th. Adobe announced it today. And we have all the details at Macworld.com, a news article by Jim Dalrymple, but here's a quick summary. As I mentioned, it's Intel native. That means you can run it on a Power PC, you can run it on an Intel-based uh, Macintosh, and it will run natively without the performance hit that you get running it under Rosetta. That's the emulation technology that Apple has uh, on its Intel Macs that will allow you to run software that isn't Intel native necessarily. The trade-off is that as anyone who uses Photoshop knows, a processor-intensive application doesn't really get the performance benefits that you get from a native application with the switch to Intel chips. For example, I use Photoshop all the time to process images uh, that go up on Macworld.com. I notice a hit, and I'm not even doing the graphically intense kind of things that that uh, digital imaging professionals do every day. So this has been kind of a huge deal, uh, particularly for Mac users who've wanted to upgrade to Intel-based hardware but have been reluctant to do so because Photoshop is such an important part of their daily work. Uh, Now they don't have that hurdle anymore. So the big question is going to be, is the performance gain from this, this beta version worth it? Well, I don't know. I haven't downloaded the beta yet, but I know someone who has been using it. It's uh, Macworld contributing editor Ben Long. He's been using Photoshop CS3, and we spoke to him about it. So, Ben, I think the the question that a lot of people have on their minds when they're going to hear about this uh, this beta being available for download is how is the performance, particularly um, as it relates to uh, an improvement over running Photoshop under Rosetta emulation technology? Yeah, Philip, you're right. It is That is going to be the question that most people uh, who are grabbing the beta right away are going to be wondering, particularly those who have already upgraded to an Intel machine, because they've been, I don't know, suffering is too strong a word, but they've been dealing with the fact that Photoshop runs slower on their machine than it might have on the computer they had had before, because there is a performance hit for running Photoshop under Rosetta. They're going to be very, very happy when they install this beta, because on an Intel Mac, there are substantial speed gains throughout the program. Um, I'm running on a 2 gigahertz MacBook Pro, one of the early 15-inch ones, and uh, launch times are two to three times faster. I'm seeing incremental improvements throughout the program. Some some things, yeah, I pick up a second here or there. Other things, I'm picking up 15 or 20 seconds. And I've been finding that those speed improvements uh, scale upwards in a linear fashion as your image size increases. So if you're working with bigger images, you're just you're really going to see an improvement. Obviously, good news for for people who've already made the switch to Intel. How about people who were sort of holding off until there was this uh, this final ver- or not final version, beta version, but this native version of uh, of Photoshop? 
power PC users are going to see an advantage also to, you know, there's just the performance gains to be had by Adobe optimizing things and tweaking their algorithms and so on and so forth. And so, yeah, any, any Mac user is going to see an improvement. A power PC user is not going to see as big of an improvement as an Intel user because an Intel user is having to deal with this handicap of running in running CS2 in an emulation mode. So you, everyone's going to see an improvement. Intel users are going to see a bigger improvement. Right, and for Photoshop, or excuse me, for PowerPC users, you're not taking that step backward that you would exactly. take if you were running it under Rosetta. Um, we're talking about the performance, of course, but uh, that's not the only thing that's in this new beta. There are also a bunch of new features, and I was wondering if any had caught your eye. Absolutely. I installed the beta probably, I think, in the same way that most people are going to. I installed it going, wow, I can't wait to see how this runs on my on my MacBook Pro. And I fired it up, and yeah, it's zippy. And so, hey, wow, look at that. And, you know, I'm not even thinking about performance anymore. Now I'm going, wow, this is great. I've got, uh, I've got all sorts of new tools, the new quick selection tool, which is a... a seems to be just magic. That's the only thing I can figure out. You brush over an object and it's simply selected. Um, that's a great new feature. Uh, also, in, on the selection front, there's a very nice new uh, edge refining palette, which is really handy. Uh, probably the biggest feature and the thing that I've been waiting for the longest is now any Photoshop filter, any, any plug-in filter, can be applied in a non-destructive manner. You can attach any filter to a layer and later change its parameters, remove it, paint a mask for it. Um, I've been I've been wanting that for a long time, and that's finally in here. A lot of interface changes, pretty much all of them for the better. There are even changes down in features that have been there since Photoshop One. The curves dialog has some nice new additions. Brightness and contrast even even has improvements. And of course, uh, our listeners will be able to read all about those features in your first look at Photoshop CS3, the beta, uh, when it's published uh, on MacWorld.com on Friday. One other issue I think a lot of people might be wondering about is the stability of this particular beta. Uh, if I go and download it and I, I uh, use Photoshop pretty regularly, uh, am I going to get dependable performance? Is this something that I can uh, switch to, or would I be better off sticking with, with CS2 for my the heavy lifting that I do in my day-to-day -day, uh, tasks? My experience is that you're going to be fine going right to the beta of CS3. I've got a couple of book projects that I'm working on, and for the last couple of months I've been using Photoshop CS3 betas as pretty much my exclusive Photoshop. I've not had a single crash. I've not lost a document. I've not had any file corruption. Um, there just in no way have I been slowed down by using this beta. Um, that's been my experience. I haven't talked to anyone, who else, anyone else who is using it, but uh, it seems to me that you can put this into production right away. Now, of course, there's more than just stability that, that makes people hesitate to use a new piece of software. Um, compatibility issues, uh, it's backwards compatible with all previous versions of PSD format. Um, Adobe has not made big changes to the uh, keyboard shortcuts or, or other interface things that you're just used to having work right away. If you know CS2, you're going to be able to just jump right into this and not feel like you've got to spend a couple of days learning how it works and so on and so forth. And the other thing is you can install the CS3 beta and CS2 on the same machine. You can't have them both running at the same time. If, you're, if you want to go into CS2, you've got to quit the CS3 beta. But they can both be there. So if you are going along in CS3 and you're on a deadline and you find, oh, boy, this new piece of software is in my way, you can quit it and go right back into CS2 and get your work done. So there's really absolutely no reason for someone not to try this out. Obviously far from a finished product, uh, but initially uh, what's, what's your, your verdict on this, uh, this beta? 
I'm loving it, and uh, it's one of those things where now I, I kind of, I, even just after a, a couple of months of using it, I'm, I now have to go and look to see what's different because it all works so well and it seems so seamless. Um, I can't tell the new features because they're, there's nothing that really feels unpolished yet. There are a couple little things that, that Adobe's still got to work out. If you're used to the uh, actual brush size cursor, wherein when you're using a paintbrush, you see a circle that's the size of your brush size, that's not working. Apparently that has to do simply with the things, things they've got to change to make it work for Intel. You're only going to see a crosshair. That can be a little frustrating. So if you're really dependent on that for some of your painting work, you're going to want to do that in CS2. Um, these new features, as I said, I mean, if you go back and look through the reviews that I've written of Photoshop over the years, the one thing I've always asked for is the ability to apply filters non-destructively, mostly because I wanted to be able to selectively sharpen, blur, and add noise. And I've got all those things now. So that's got me kind of jumping around the room. Um, and then there are just, you know, there are these other wonderful things that they've thrown in that I didn't know that I need that I'm now already dependent on. So, sure. yeah, I, I think it's a great thing. Well, it sounds like uh, Mac Photoshop users should be very excited about this beta, and I, I know I'm looking forward to giving it a try. Thanks for, for joining us here on the Macworld Podcast, Ben. You're very welcome, Philip. Thank you. We'll have more on Photoshop CS3, the new beta available at labs.adobe.com, after this message from our sponsor. 1989. David Hasselhoff was dancing on the Berlin Wall, Michael Jordan was in search of his first title, and the brand-new Macintosh SE had 4 megabytes of RAM. 1989 was also the year MYOB introduced their award-winning software for Mac small business. 17 years later, MYOB is still empowering small business owners to manage their customers, vendors, inventory, payroll, and, of course, their accounting. To learn how MYOB can help your small business, visit myob-us.com. MYOB, mind your own business, smarter. Welcome back to the Macworld Podcast, where we're discussing Photoshop CS3. That's the beta of the Intel native version of Photoshop. And perhaps you're wondering to yourself, where can I get this download? Am I eligible to get this download? Well, if you have a serial number for Photoshop CS2 or Adobe Creative Suite 2, yes, you can download it. Just go to labs.adobe.com. Now, for more on the significance of this release, we talked to two Macworld editors, Kelly Turner, who's the senior editor for features, and Jackie Dove, who's the senior editor for reviews. Both of them have uh, talked to Adobe about this new release of Photoshop, and they have some insights that they'd like to share with you now. How significant is it that Adobe has come out with a uh, beta version of Photoshop uh, that runs natively? on Intel-based Macintoshes? Well, considering how long people have been waiting for an Intel version, I mean, honestly, I get asked probably about every week from relatives and friends whether there's going to be an Intel one, whether they should buy the old version of Photoshop and use it on their Intel machine. I mean, it's a pretty big deal that it's taken them so long. And I mean, I understand why it's taken them so long, but for consumers, it just means that they haven't been able to upgrade. So it's a pretty it's a pretty significant deal. 
basically also I think that a lot of people were holding off buying new um, hardware right uh, that, that, in that. order to get the latest hardware to use when the universal version of you know Adobe CS3 came out let me jump in there and say that at the, the last um, quarterly earnings call where Apple executives come on and brief financial analysts about what they've done for the past quarter uh, Peter Oppenheimer the chief financial officer of Apple did in fact say yeah we think that people are holding off on upgrading to the professional end hardware in part because of uh, because of a lack of Photoshop. So do you think that do you think that the beta alone is going to be enough to open up the, the floodgates here or uh, or are people going to still hold off until there's a final version? Well, if you judge by me, I went out and bought my MacBook Pro. So okay. I'm not I'm not a good barometer here. <laughs> but basically, I do think that if people were intent on waiting for the CS3 version to be universal, um, I think they're they're going to wait. Because what's the point? You're not going to be able to take advantage of your new hardware with the app that you use the most. That's what I would say probably for most people, though not for myself. Of course, it, it also runs on PowerPC, and there are other features. So you, if you do have a, a – a, a, what is the old – PowerPC desktop called the Mac, uh, the the Power Mac, Power Mac G5. So if you still have one of those, you could download the the beta, take it out for a test bit, test drive, and see see what it. Uh see what it can do. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And you can still do that regardless of what machine you have. But I think for investment purposes, people are waiting for the highest end hardware also to be released. The Core 2 Duo is released after the Core Duo is released. And so I think people are saying, oh, you know, Apple's got other things in the works and let's just buy the most advanced thing. Um, to take advantage of, of the new software when it comes out. So the two of you have seen the beta, which is which is more than I can say at this point, and probably more than a lot of our listeners can say, since uh, the download has just come out today, or is just coming out uh, either today or tomorrow. I'm not sure when this podcast will actually go live. Um, what are your initial impressions of the uh, of the beta and what it, and the new features that are there? Uh, well, speed-wise, I'll say that the startup time is significantly faster on my Intel machine. I mean, noticeably faster, um, which is nice. It's one of the things that always drives me crazy of actually having Photoshop open on me. Um, and some of the new features are really interesting. I wouldn't say, I mean, aside from the Intel switch, I wouldn't say that it's, you know, an overhaul or, you know, an earth-shattering update, but there are some very interesting features in there that I'm actually really excited about. I think it's I think well, it's What are some worthwhile. of those features? Um, there's a new selection tool that if you just need to make a quick start to getting your selections, um, it does a really nice job. It's I've, I've been describing it as a cross between the magic wand selector and the um, magnetic selector. It you paint with it, so you're just clicking around on the image, but it can detect smartly kind of where an edge is. And as you paint, it finds those edges and selects them, and then you can go back and refine it. And it becomes smarter as you tell it what is its selection and what isn't its selection. I've tested it on several images, and it works really well. I would only add to that in saying that my impression of that particular tool is that it was another way to separate the foreground from the background. Um, and And it does it in a very efficient kind of way. My view is that um, another neat thing I saw was the Zoomify export. Um, That was really incredible. Um, I don't know if you've tried that yet, Kelly. 
Um, I took one of my, the highest res images I could get from my camera and exported it via the Zoomify command. And it gives you this web-based interface of flash. And as you zoom in, it actually increases the resolution, So, which is unusual because n normally when you magnify something, it gets all pixelated on you. This this just, you know, is a vector action, and it, and it just goes ahead and gives it its full resolution. And um, so that was very interesting as well. Another addition that I think was really interesting is the smart filters, which is non-destructive. So it allows you to apply filters in a way that you can stack them later, turn them on and off, um, just apply them to other layers. It's, um, I think, going to really make it much easier to work with your photo without damaging it and to be able to go back and undo your work. I think a lot of people have been asking for that for a long time. Now, it's it's somewhat unusual for Adobe to release public betas of, of products before they're released. There's the there's the Lightroom uh, public beta that they released, but I think that's really the the only the only example that I can think of in, in recent times, anyhow, why has Adobe or J Jackie? You're making kind of a face at me. Are you trying to think? No, that I'm trying to. I'm just kind of trying to figure out why they would do something like that. Right. And I think maybe they're following the lead that Apple took with Aperture um, in putting the public betas out there to get the feedback beforehand before releasing a product that somebody notices something that's really, really incredibly missing from it, and then they have to go back or they're embarrassed. And in this way. It sort of like gets it out to the public, forms the community around it. They always had a beta test group, but now it, it's open to the public. And my opinion is that it's, it's a really good thing. And I, I think they're going to get a lot of valuable feedback from people. I also wonder how much of it is um, it, the decision to release a beta is uh, – is being fueled by kind of the anticipation for Photoshop, particularly as in Apple has made this switch to Intel. Right, and I think right now Adobe has a lot to prove to Mac users. Mm -hmm. I mean, the fact that it's been this long without an Intel native version of an app that a lot of Mac users really depend on, I think they see that, you know, Mac users are unhappy and somewhat angry, and I, I, I really think they're trying to reach out and show Mac users, look, we care about you, we're working on this, we've been working on this for a long time, and here we want your feedback, and go ahead and start looking at it. Adobe, I feel like, has really started kind of trying to reach out to some of its base with this. So the beta uh, is out now, and it will work until uh, CS3 suite in the final version is available? Right, until... But, well, that raises the the question, when will CS3 be available? I know that Bruce Chisholm said, I think it was back in April of this year, um, gave a date of the first half of 2007. Has Adobe, with releasing this, have they cleared that up any more? Have they narrowed it down to a, a smaller window, or are we still looking at a first half 2007 release? I don't believe that they have publicly announced any change to their release date. Jackie? Um, yeah, yeah n n the operative term that I've heard so far is spring 2007, spring. which is well, more or less the same thing. But no, I, I haven't heard anything, um, any updates to that. Well, we will look forward to the spring 2007 release and look forward to trying out the beta. Thank you both for uh, joining us today. Thank you. Thanks, Bill. And that about wraps things up for the special edition of the Macworld podcast. You can go to macworld.com for more information about 
the Photoshop CS3 beta from Jim Dalrymple's news article, which is live now. On Friday, we'll be posting Ben Long's first look at the new software. We'll also have a video podcast that will be going up on Friday that will show you some uh, video highlights of the new features. We'd love to hear your feedback on this beta. Post in our reader forums at Macworld.com. Send Chris Breen an email about what you think about Photoshop CS3. His email is linked in the show notes for this podcast. As for uh, as for myself, this is Philip Michaels signing off for the Macworld podcast, sponsored by MYOB Small Business Management Software. MYOB helps you to mind your own business smarter. <laughs>